The Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches? I don't have to show you any stinking batches! This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. During President Trump's meeting with Foreign Minister Lavrov, that's Sergei Lavrov, the Russian foreign minister, a broad range of subjects were discussed, among which were common efforts and threats regarding counterterrorism. During that exchange, the Secretary of State continues, the nature of specific threats were discussed, but they did not discuss sources, methods, or military operations. Now that sounds an awful lot like H.R. McMaster, Uh, but that was Tillerson's statement being read by James Rosen over at Fox News. Welcome back, everybody. It's hour two of the Chris Salcedo Show, and this is all anybody's talking about. And let me find this. This is how it's being reported. We we showed you the Post. We showed you the Times. But here is Axios, which is which is not necessarily a reporting operation, more of an uh, of an aggregator. But they they have writers. Abir Sultan, who is a is Associated Press writer, was quoted by Shannon Var- Varvra over at Axios. An Israeli official told BuzzFeed News that Trump sharing in- their intel with Russia is the country's worst fears confirmed, likely due to the balance of powers between the U.S., Russia, Israel, and Iran, since Russia could share the new information with Iran, an adversary of Israel. Here's what we know, writes Axios. Israel was the source. We don't know that. You don't know that. That has not been confirmed by anyone. Only anonymous sourcing. Israel was the source of the classified information Trump disclosed to Russian officials about an ISIS plot to carry laptops laced with explosives onto planes. Per two Israeli officials. The New York Times first reported Israel was the source on Tuesday. Uh, this is a story that's been out in the open. So what, what we have to assume is what was unknown is how the United States obtained this information. And the allegation is Trump shared that in this meeting with Sergei Lavrov. Yep, the Israelis gave him the information is what was alleged to have been said. But we already know 
that sources were not divulged. H.R. McMaster, Rex Tillerson, and and um, Powell, Dina Powell, already confirmed sources were not revealed. So the story's been out there. So Donald Trump talking about a story that's been out there about laptops? Um, I, I don't see how that's confirmation that the Israelis did it. As a matter of fact, Axios... I would say it is you and these Israeli intelligence officials who are confirming it came from Israel. Not not Trump. Israeli intel officers are boiling mad and demanding answers about whether to continue sharing intel with the U.S. One of the officials said, we don't know any of that. Axios seems to be presenting this as fact until that the end of the sentence. One of the officials said, U.S. is uh, U.S. Israel trust hangs in the balance. I don't think it does. Judging by the statement put out by Ron Dermer. In a statement to the Times, Israeli Ambassador Ron Dermer said Israel has full confidence in our intelligence sharing relationship with the United States and looks forward to deepening that relationship in the years ahead under President Trump. So. What are we engaged in here? A bunch of speculation, a bunch of innuendo, a lot of stuff that we don't know. A lot of stuff we don't know. But who's trying to fill in the blanks? The biased press. Now, one of the more rational explanations to what could have happened here was talked about this morning on Fox News. It was uh, Brian Kilmeade talking with Laura Ingram. And Brian Kilmeade is speculating that Trump has this meeting. Trump talks with the Russians and H.R. McMaster says, well, you know what? I think we're okay, but let me check on something. So he calls up representatives in the intelligence community. There was one point person. We know who H.R. McMaster talked to. And this is where Brian Kilmeade is, uh, this is what this is what he's talking about. He's talking about this moment where it left the folks who were in the room and how did it get to the front pages of the Washington Post? The way it seems is well, whoever was in that room was in that room. And because something was revealed, H.R. McMaster picked up the phone and called over to the NSA and CIA and said, listen, we went over certain things with the Russians. We just want to make sure that you know, and there's no there there, but we want to explain to you that we did tell them about the ISIS information yeah. and maybe the town. And somehow it got from the intelligence apparatus to the Washington Post yeah. with the name and all the details there. Yeah. So who did the damage? That because H.R. McMaster or somebody in that meeting says, well, you know what, let's, let's make sure that we dotted every I and crossed every T. So they do what is standard operating procedure. You, you talk to the guys in the intel community. Now, if this were Obama... Somebody in the intel community says, well, maybe that might have stepped over the line a little bit. Let me make sure that we get in touch with the Israelis. Or, again, we're assuming that's what's being reported is true, and that's a major assumption. 
let me get on the horn with the Israelis and, and let them know and, and let's just run this up the flagpole. And if there is a problem, don't worry, we'll iron it out. Instead, it gets over these intelligence officials uh, who were talked to by H.R. McMaster or Tillerson or Powell. One point of contact. So I think tracing these leaks are relatively easy because you go to the person you talk to. Who did you, did you release to the Washington Post and the New York Times? No. Who else did you talk to? And you get all of these people in a room and you get it out of them because one of those individuals in that chain and, and they keep on talking and they keep on talking, they keep on talking. One of those individuals spilled the beans to the Washington Post and is guilty of a felony. Now, could somebody have gleaned from an inquiry being made by the point of contact for McMaster over at Intelligence? What? Well, let's see. Why is this person who is the White House liaison to the intelligence community, why are they asking me about this? Oh, maybe Trump, maybe Trump revealed it. See, there's, there's, there's too much assumption there. Somebody had to know the details if something was revealed. So my, my main beef is, why, why isn't there someone in custody in the intelligence agencies? It should be relatively easy, and I say that with all the knowledge of intelligence that I have, which I, I've never worked in intelligence before, folks. I'm saying that with tongue firmly planted in cheek. I'm just saying, if somebody from the White House calls up an individual over in intelligence and says, look, uh, here's what we want to we want to know. And then all of a sudden, a day later, it's up on the Washington Post uh, front page. I think it is incumbent on the White House to follow through. Well, did you did you leak it? No. Who did you talk to? I want names. I want every name. And then of those people, I want the names of the people they talk to and they talk to. And figure out where this leak is, because that's the felony. So I, ma- I can't imagine Mike Pompeo doing that. But wow. somehow they got from there to the Washington Post. It doesn't necessarily have to be the Russian photographer, Lavrov, Kislyak. No. Uh, we learned that last night. It's, yeah, like, we- it's like that phone call that the president had with the uh, prime minister of Australia, where yeah. supposedly he hung up on him. Next thing you know, it's on the front page of the newspaper. And that is happening in epidemic proportion. And it's none of it is good for the country. Whether you disagree or agree with Trump's policies, the fact that all of this stuff is being leaked out to the press to undermine the presidency of the United States and the president of the United States, it's not good for the nation. But the left-wingers in charge at the Washington Post and the New York Times and those deep state holdover, Obama holdovers, swamp folks who are leaking this stuff. They don't care about the country. They care about harming Trump. That, that is the main agenda here, getting him out of office. Scary times, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, More to come, more analysis, the Chris Salcedo Show. Your calls too, 888-900-3393 on The Blaze. 
Broadcasting with Latin flair. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. We're taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm, I just got a great, a great comic by, by Bronco, one of our favorite um, political satirists. We're in the process of posting it up on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page right now. It is, um, well, let me, just, let me just do this. Uh, Dems ignore mountain of evidence to pursue... Uh, in pursuit, I should say, in pursuit of evidence against at real Donald Trump. Um, this just came down or else I wouldn't be taking up valuable airtime. Tell you folks about it. Uh, it but it's it's that good. Uh, hashtag Salcedo Storm. Ha- um, <laughs> picture a guy sitting at a, at a desk. And it's uh, an FBI guy. And as you're looking at the cartoon, on the left, you see a mountain of evidence. Home server, Benghazi, it's all labeled Hillary evidence. And on the right side, you see the FBI guy holding up a box that's empty. And it's the, it's, it's the guy that's in charge of the FBI. It kind of looks like Comey, but it can't be Comey anymore. And he is holding a box upside down that says Trump evidence, and there's nothing in there. (laughs) And a Democrat is standing next to the desk. And the Democrat is saying, it's a donkey, of course, a jackass. The jackass is saying, that only proves we should keep investigating. And that is so true. If you guys want to see this, I would highly encourage you to share this. This is... That is genius in a picture. Absolute genius. Bronco, one of our favorite, along with um, Michael Ramirez on the Chris Salcedo Show, one of the uh, great political cartoonists. Fox News Channel talking about how some are saying that the, the Washington Post, and now you can lump the New York Times in with them, doing more damage to the country than Trump is alleged to have done. What's interesting is the leaker was so upset that the president allegedly leaked the stuff that they went to the Washington Post and leaked the information. Yeah, and a couple of us last night after special report were positing that uh, the report in the Washington Post could be more damaging than certainly whatever happened inside the Oval Office with uh, Lavrov and three other principals from the White House and from national security, state, uh, uh, whatever was discussed is the Washington Post piece, even though they say, well, we're not reporting on the source uh, country information, the signal source uh, information that we believe was compromised. 
Would it surprise any of you to know? Well, well let, me, let me put it this way. How many of the people in that meeting were actually asked for a comment in the original Washington Post reporting? How many? There was Tillerson, Dina Powell, H.R. McMaster, president, Sergey Lavrov, and Kislyak, and you wouldn't expect the Washington Post to go to foreign sources for, for comment unless they were bashing Trump. Then they would go to them all day long. And also the Russian reporter. And again, I think we heard Laura Ingram mention earlier that they negated him as the source to the Washington Post. So uh, you're, you'd be right if you said zero. None of those people inside of that room were sourced or even asked for comment on the story by the Post. They weren't interested in getting both sides of the story. All they were interested in doing is getting the hit piece out. And they did. And remember, I think Kilmeade hit on something when he said, when, when he laid out how this all went down. I don't think anybody believes that anybody in that room was leaking. This is not in the Russians' best interest, by the way. If they got a nice tidbit of juicy information from Trump, they aren't going to advertise it. They're not going to get out there and say, ah, we got it. They're not going to do that. So when, and it was reputed that it was H.R. McMaster who picked up the phone and dialed uh, the IC, the intelligence community folks, or f- person, and said, here's what we've got. Just want to make sure Dot some I's, cross some T's, make sure that president stayed inbound. If this indeed happened. And then it was from that point that the deep state took over, that the swamp took over, that the Obama holdovers took over and took that information immediately over to the Washington Post. So I, I, I think it's telling, to be honest with you. Uh, Fox News Channel talking about the, the cancer of leaks. And it seems to me, and I think this is where the panel discussion was going, that those who are leaking are seeking to overturn America's choice for president. And this problem continues to plague this administration. And whatever they need to do to stop irresponsible leaks or disgruntled employees from rushing to the media, they ought to do. By the way, disgruntled employees... Why would they be disgruntled? Why would they be upset? Well, it's because the Obama agenda is being undone. America is reasserting itself in the world stage. We're not a doormat anymore. So they're upset. They're a little angry that their guy, Obama, His legacy is being unwound before their very eyes. And this amateur Donald Trump, he can't know what's going on. He can't know what's going on. We're the real government, says the deep state. Says the Obama holdovers. You know, it wasn't our fault. We didn't choose. You know, we wanted Bernie. We didn't choose Hillary. (laughs) But we're going to do our best 
to undermine this president. What to do, because they are well, the ones who are compromising our international relations. As far as I know now, sure. maybe we'll learn something else, but the information I have now uh, indicates that, they, that the administration is being very consistent in how they're responding to this. Uh, by the way, breaking news right now. Let's go over to Fox C. They're talking to the intelligence community leaders, Burr and Warner. Security risk anytime anything about the intelligence community is reported publicly and leaks are um, a, a, a definite concern that we have of, of this administration. The White House insists that the president's actions were wholly appropriate. Do you take their explanation at face value? Well, I, I, I'd prefer to have a conversation with an individual that was in the room about what actually was said, and then we can legitimately comment whether we have concerns about what was said. Sir, have you had trouble getting in touch with the White House today it, it, regarding? We've we've had a very busy day, but we hope to talk to him before we leave. We're optimistic we'll get an answer. We don't know if there is a transcript, but somebody made notes. Yeah, uh, that was uh, Senator Burr, Senator Warner, the Senate Intelligence Committee, getting a getting a grilling from a gaggle of reporters outside of their very busy day. So you heard him. We'd like to talk to the White House, figure out what was actually going on in that room before we comment. How refreshing. Uh, by the way, Washington Post, you should have a conversation with the senator. The Chris Salcedo Show will be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. Conservative Talk Radio with Spice. From a listener. I think it's interesting that when Pirates of the Caribbean is, uh, or Orange of the New Black is leaked, the FBI immediately starts investigating. But when Trump asks about leaks from the White House, nobody cares. Uh, You guys know that uh, hackers hack the Pirates of the Caribbean movie before it's released. And the FBI very concerned about this, but not so interested in tracking down those who are leaking classified information. Oh, welcome back, everybody. It's Chris Alcedo's show. And yeah, I think that uh, the Washington Post and the New York Times ought to, I'd, ought to listen to what Senator Burr said just before the break. You know, I think it'd be a good idea if we figured out what was actually said in this meeting before we comment on what was said. Shouldn't the Times and the Post go through the formality of actually confirming this stuff was actually done before they report on it? Or is that just, you know, well, he said, he said, she said. And and why were they so skeptical in their reporting when it was alleged, when bad things were alleged about Barack Obama? They needed three source, the sources. They needed to go on the on the record. Anonymous sourcing was not in vogue during the era of Obama. I wonder why. I wonder why. Uh, Fox News continued to talk about the cancer of these leaks. Very consistent. 
But it sounds like, according to the Washington Post, uh, some of the sources for this, it sounds like there were two leaks, a former and a current member of the administration. So we know that the Obama people uh, were out to get uh, Mr. Trump, although you made the uh, joke uh, last night that it could have been somebody from the Reagan administration, but probably (laughs) not. Well, also, also, Ducey, remember that there are probably people still inside the national security apparatus who worked Uh, in the Obama administration. It doesn't mean they can't be loyal public servants and do a great job, but we just don't know that yet. Yeah, well, uh, yes, they they could be loyal public servants. And I I think that some of these people who are left over actually tell themselves, I'm doing this for my country. I'm violating the law and leaking classified information for my country. I think I think it's how you convince yourself that committing a felony is is a good thing because Trump just can't be trusted. Uh, Laura Ingram was uh, on the air, as you heard Steve Ducey from this morning, talking about as this was all breaking yesterday after the show, she was talking about this Washington Post interview or didn't interview any of those who were uh, in the room with the Russians before publishing their piece. I thought it was a pretty interesting point. So far, we know that Dina Powell and Rex Tillerson have both said no classified information was revealed. There were only three people at the meeting from the administration other than the president, McMaster, Dina Powell, and Tillerson. And my sources are telling me that the Washington Post discussed this before they printed this with none of the principals who were at the meeting. Well, why would you? Why give them a chance to respond when you can tar and feather the administration with unnamed sources? Britt Hume was reacting, too, to Washington Post's sources not being named, especially not so much the current uh, official, but the former official from the Obama administration. I think we could Britt. probably agree that it would, we'd all feel much more comfortable with this information if, if, if the source of it in, that the Washington Post had was in any sense identified. There are present and past national security officials cited as the anonymous sources. I can certainly understand why someone who's presently in office who wanted to disclose this information uh, might not want to have their name revealed, but it's a little unclear to me at this stage why people who are out of office uh, who have somehow found out about this cannot, and it's a very serious matter as it's presented at least by the Post, cannot step up and be identified. Now, now, I, now I agree with that. Uh, if if you're an Obamaite, what do you, what what are you hiding? You don't like Trump. Trump wasn't your guy. Why why would you want to hide your identity? And I think there's a reason why. Uh. You, you with the Washington Post saying former, and you heard Laura Ingram make allusion to it, or Steve Ducey made, and she's about ready to make that point. Well, heck, let me let me let her make it. Uh, that uh, Laura Ingram is asserting here that th- this was all. Team Obama clearly came from the previous administration. We know that How the previous administration, well, it says former and current sources Sorry. and officials expressed concern with Trump's handling of sensitive information, exposure of the intelligence stream. It's all kind of shocking, said a former senior U.S. intelligence official. Now, could it go back to the Reagan administration? I guess. <laughs> I don't think so. I- yeah, I don't think so either. So you understand what she's saying, that 
the former administration officials is Obama. But, I mean, reasonably, it could, you know, it could be Clinton, could be Reagan, could be Bush. We don't know. I think the Washington Post doesn't want, and, and the New York Times, doesn't want to give credence to the fact that this, this attack against Trump and this leaking is partisan in nature. And it is. Now, those, I can imagine those talking to those, uh, 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 these officials talking to the Post. Tell them, well, I'm, I'm not doing this because I'm, I'm partisan. I'm doing this for the good of the country. And Post says, yeah, well, we, we can't identify you as a Democrat because in this hyper-partisan atmosphere where it's commonplace for Democrats to oppose, like, for example, James Comey. They all hated him. They all wanted him gone. The minute he's gone, oh, they loved him. And it's all Trump's fault. They don't want to allow the American people to go, wait a minute, this could be a partisan attack. So the Washington Post doesn't identify party, doesn't identify the individuals who put them into these positions. And I think they do so on purpose so that you won't be tempted and, and uh, folks won't be tempted to say, well, this is just a partisan attack, which I think it is, for the most part, a partisan attack. So it's all part of the game, all part of sheltering the identity of those so they can so they can dish on this this president and have it have the maximum impact, even though many of us suspect it's all Democrat driven. It's all biased press driven. But here comes here comes the Washington Post. Well, it was a former administration official. Well, it was a current administration official. Now, both could have been placed by Obama. Know that? They both could have been placed by Obama. Just because somebody is still working in the intelligence apparatus and they were not installed by Trump or, 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 uh, doesn't mean since Trump is president, meaning that they, they weren't they were hired by Trump. It, it, it is highly likely that there are a lot of Obama holdovers in government. And I think that's what we're seeing. Telephone numbers, 888-900-3393, Fox News Channel giving the Democrat reaction to this anonymously sourced Story from the Washington Post. The Democratic National Committee has a statement. I'll read part of it to you now. Russia no longer has to spy on us to get information. They just ask President Trump and he spills the beans with highly classified information that jeopardizes our national security. It goes on in that vein. Uh, Senate uh, Democratic Senator uh, Mark Warner of Virginia, a member of the Intelligence Committee, says if true, this is a slap in the face to the intel community. Risking sources and methods is inexcusable, particularly with the Russians. Yeah. Wow, not sure where that's all coming from. Um, anyhow, so that was the Democrat reaction. And it was not very, shall we say, uh, well, it was very political uh, in, in many ways. And I don't think I'm talking out of turn by, by saying that the Democrats, upon... They don't have the best interest of the country at heart when they make statements like that. And, for example, Warner. Here comes Warner making these allegations. And Warner, as we articulated yesterday, he doesn't even know what classified is. Warner told Fox News Sunday that that uh, senators 
Grassley and Feinstein had leaked classified information when they said in an open committee hearing that James Comey told them that President Trump wasn't under investigation. Senator Warner thinks that's classified information. What does he know? He doesn't know a thing. Charles Krauthammer, though, was um, quick to react to the Democrats' uh, blatantly partisan reaction. Uh, I think these statements are completely irresponsible from the DNC. They have no idea what was revealed. They have no idea the, the gravity of it. Uh, it can be. Perhaps it's not. But this is just pure opportunism and a reflex reaction, and particularly since their candidate for the presidency had been spilling classified information, some of the highest level for a year and a half, and the Democrats pretended it either wasn't a problem or that it should be ignored. It's rather unseemly. Unseemly, to say the least. As a matter of fact, that dovetails right into that comic that I told you uh, about right off the top of the show, or the top of the segment, I should say. You go to the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page, and you'll see this. Branco is the uh, the author, and it, it, it is a very well-done comic. Basically says, with a mountain of evidence, the Democrats weren't at all interested in making sure that national security was taken care of when it came to Hillary Clinton. But with no evidence whatsoever, the Democrats uh, want to continue an investigation into Donald Trump. Now here's, this: he, he, the Democrats... In, in Moss wouldn't go here. But it was floating out there in the ether, and we've got to address it. This idea that Donald Trump is somehow working for the Russians, is somehow some sort of Manchurian candidate, as many suspected Obama was. And we have actions to back up suspecting Obama was a Manchurian candidate. For example making sure that billions of American taxpayer dollars were paid to the Iranians. Making sure the Iranians kept their infrastructure for their nuclear program. Making sure there were no restrictions on Iranian missile testing so they could continue to develop intercontinental ballistic missile technology along with the infrastructure being maintained for their nuclear program. Mr. Obama setting a red line for Syria. And then when Syria crossed it, not doing anything about it. When Mr. Obama sided with the Castros in Cuba over those who they had mercilessly slaughtered and oppressed for decades. When Mr. Obama ignored the Russians invading one of America's allies. One could safely conclude that it was Obama who was the Manchurian candidate. I think what's behind many of these accusations is to somehow insulate or perhaps shield Barack Obama from his rightful legacy by deflecting some of this onto Trump. But anyway, Krauthammer addressed this. Of all the probabilities, the idea that he was acting as a Manchurian candidate, feeding information to his Russian operatives uh, and controllers is ridiculous. The only implication here is that he's unschooled. This is his first go around with sensitive information. And he might have slipped up. If he did, it's not good. On the other hand, it's if it's not deliberate, it's not exactly a high crime and misdemeanor. No, not a high crime or misdemeanor. It's not even it's not even illegal. Perhaps a slip up as Charles Crowdhammer articulates, but he was well within his rights to classify anything he wants to declassify. And the difference between 
Trump and Hillary Clinton as she did all of this and so much more with her illegal server and Dems didn't care. And she did it against the law. I'll be back in a minute. It's Chris Alcedo's show here on The Blaze. Telling the truth. It's one of those jobs American liberals won't do. That's why we need the liberty-loving Latino Chris Salcedo. The Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo. I know it's been a pretty heavy show, folks, and, and mostly concentrating on this on this major news development. And it's I even don't even hasten to call it news. It's it's a major allegation development. That's all it is. They're, all they are is allegations. Nothing's been proven. Nothing has been substantiated. I do have some concerns with the administration's response which leads me to believe there's some there there, but I'm not sure what that is. Fox News Channel, uh, the panel joked yesterday on how Comey should have been fired (laughs) and uh, about Trump giving his enemies ammunition. And I think if I had the biggest criticism of Team Trump is that they've got to stop giving the basket of biased press, the Democrats, and even some Republicans so much ammo with which to shoot at them with. Laura, as someone who is sympathetic to the president and his objectives, do you worry, nonetheless, that stories like these, the handling of the Comey incident, conduce toward a portrait of of amateurishness on his part? And just by way of clarifying that, did not James Comey, whatever one thinks of his service, for all those years of service, deserve to be fired face-to-face, man-to-man? I would have kicked him upstairs if I were Trump. A good friend of mine, Craig Cirilli, emailed me that today. I think it's a great idea. I would have made Comey ambassador to, I don't know, somewhere really cool and nice. And he said, thank you for your service to the country. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys catch that? Make James Comey ambassador to Chappaqua. (laughs) He could be with his good friend Hillary Clinton. (laughs) Maybe she could bake him cookies too. I'm just saying. That's going to do it, everybody, for the Chris Salcedo show today. Remember, everybody, a society's worth is not measured by how much power is seized by its out-of-control government, rather how much power is reserved for we the people. Catch you tomorrow for the Salcedo Show, right here on The Blaze. The Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network.